everyone, and welcome to the Forward Thinking Podcast. It's Christine and Charlie here from CS2. And today uh, we're talking about documentation. So this next episode of Mops in 10, we're going to talk about how to make documentation part of your workflow. Um, so give you some key takeaways you can uh, use internally and give them to you in under 10 minutes. So let's let's just kick it off. Um, so, well, first of all, why is documentation so important? I feel like we beat this over the head, but it's a good reminder. Well, why do you think? <laughs> um, well, documentation is just a history of, you know, the plans for what you did. I think there's so much that goes on in our operational systems and there's a lot of turnover and at companies, um, that you need to document things because. Um, it's just that artifact that you have to show what's been put in place and the tricky part for mops people. And we only really realize this when someone hasn't done it. And then we enter a new business is how, how, how much of a disservice is to not to have that documentation. You have to go uncover yourself. So it's like wasted time. And, um, you know, it also, it means that it's very rare that someone ever goes back and changes or iterates that. So documentation should be like living, breathing things, um, around your, uh, processes. And there's different types of documentation, um, that are useful. Um, but the end goal is to basically have an artifact to show why, how, um, something was built operationally. Yeah. And you know, the pain when you experience it, when there yeah. isn't documentation, right? I think everyone's probably experienced that where you come in and there's not, things haven't been documented and you're trying to figure things out and it's really hard. So it's also a symptom that's like, you can't really blame the person because in, in a lot of ways, sometimes lots of people are under-resourced and it's very quick for them to skip this step because it's just not part of their workflow, which is why today mm -hmm. we're going to talk about how do you make it part of your workflow? Um, because even if you're the most, you know, busy person, how, how can you still do documentation? Yeah. So do you want to dive into that? Yeah. So I think, you know, I think, and this helps us at CS2 as well, but I think before you start any project, I think just having a document, you can even create a template for it to, you know, start mapping out the project, you know, what is the project? Who are your key stakeholders? You know, when was this project started? When was it, when was it completed? When was it then updated? Like mm -hmm. having dates for that. Um, and then talking through, you know, mapping out the setup, this could be through a video. It could be just written. There's actually some value to both. Um, but if you're, you know, pressed for time, a quick loom video or some type of screen capture is great so that you don't feel like you have to spend hours just documenting. Um, and, but I, before you even build anything, you can use that document to just map out your setup. And that could be using like a whimsical or WYSIWYG or even just, you know, bulleted points. This is what we're going to do. This is the objective. This is how we think we're going to build it. Um, and then start from there. And the benefit of having that document that you're using from the beginning of your plan for the project is you don't just wait till the end to document because at that point you're just trying to get that project done. So sometimes when you get to the end, it's very easy to skip and just move on. So at the end, what you can just do is, you know, update it to what's been currently done and then, um, clean it up. And then you have a final 
living artifact um, that you've used across the whole project um, instead of having to then bear that burden right at the very end. Totally. Yeah. I think every, we kind of have a philosophy we're trying to still at CS2 is that every bit of work starts with, you know, creating a document. We have a template that we have that has all of the, um, the, the bullet point or like inputs that we need, like Chrissy mentioned. And then that starts off the project, kind of the why, like in the discovery phase, like what this is, what the project is trying to achieve. And then as we go through the different um, development stages that we have at CS2, that document builds out, builds out, builds out, builds out, builds out. And then by the end, it's actually relatively quick to just document, like finish the documentation and finalize it and hand it over to the client. As opposed to, like you said, what a lot of MOPS teams do, is you just jump straight into building, doing a lot of the work, and then at the end you go, I should document this, but then you don't have the time, so then you move on to the next thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think that you know, if you just keep a document nearby, you continue to copy, just make it part of like your workflow, even the smallest things, like start a new document for them. Um, it and also it just actually gets you to slow down a bit and really think about the project. And, and that's a key thing too. Like there's really steps to a project, right? Like if you think about that, like Charlie said, there's discovery, there's the build. And so if you are constantly like documenting all of that, it really puts you into this like framework of really taking the time and doing all the steps rather than skipping some of them. Um, so it'll actually probably make your work better as well. Yeah. And just make it easy for yourself, right? Like spend 10 minutes, get the template ready. I have it as like a, in my bookmarks mm -hmm. in yeah. Chrome. We also have it as like a template in Google Docs. So you can just go to templates and create it. But a lot of time I just go to the, um, the, the Chrome uh, bookmark, click that, copy, create the document, move it to the right folder, start writing. And it's, it's just, it just doesn't even feel like a burden when you, it's just, you're doing it during as opposed to just having to do a five hour documentation project at the end of everything. Yeah. And there's, and then I guess on the topic of documentation, there's like individual documents for projects. Um, but I think also having kind of like master hub or somewhere where you have all that documentation live is also just as important. And so that'll be different. Um, for every client, it could just be a master Google sheet that you have different um, a workbook and you have different sheets that you have like different areas for, um, you could use confluence. You, you could use, um, you know, guru, guru or whatever, like, uh, internal tool you have, um, in your intranet, but somewhere where you can actually have all of that listed is, is just important. Cause, um, the whole point is people can actually find the documentation after, um, which can be a lot easier to manage that in, in house and make sure that you have that uh somewhere in your internet um and then make that very public so anytime someone starts like it's they're very aware of like where it lives and how they can use it and also i think one thing to get in habit on is maybe quarterly or yearly just looking back and seeing if anything's needed to be updated or um maybe need to be removed because those processes have been deprecated so yeah and that's a very important point and actually we just moved all of our internal document documentation at cs2 to guru um, for that, pretty much for that reason where Guru has the functionality where you can have the person who's the owner of the, that piece of content or that card, they call them, 
and you set a review cadence where it can be like a week, a month, a quarter, a year, and Guru will remind them every year, can you check and make sure this is still valid? And it will then mark on that card that it, it is like requiring validation. So you can see in the cards, okay, which ones are up to date, which ones are not, or which ones need to be validated. That's a really good way to keep all your documentation fresh. And then some other benefits of Guru, I'm not trying to sell Guru here, but it's obviously very searchable. So you can search, people can search for content. Documentation, one of the other great things about it is it's almost like, um, like for the company you work for, you probably have your support team and you have a support site where maybe if someone goes onto the support site, starts to ask a question, it will start to show relevant pieces of content to help them answer that question without them having to create a support ticket. So if you think of documentation like that, you have a sales ops person or SDR asking a question about, you know, whatever they're asking about. But when they, instead of doing that, they go into your, your uh, knowledge base and search there and then maybe find it themselves. And now that's taken off your list to respond to that Slack. And one of the really cool things about Guru too, you can integrate it with Slack. So when people comment in a certain channel, it will search Guru and then come back with suggestions on content. So it really is like that case deflection. Yeah thing so if you can just get into the habit of making it part of your workflow it just pays off and it, it is a tiny bit more work than not doing it but then it's going to save you time in the future and it's totally worth it yeah and if you're working on something that you don't think is important enough to be documented you probably shouldn't be working on it <laughs> there you go uh, True. all right well thanks everyone hope you enjoy this episode of mops in 10 get documenting see you next time have a good one